Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. Michael is away for the 4th of July weekend, living his best life. And we are here to recap all the goings on in Salem. With me today, I have Ariat, Nick, and Dylan. Say hello, everyone. Hey, guys. Hey, yo, what's up? Before we jump into the stories for the week, we do have some news. So let us jump into our Salem Spectator special report. Uh, first things first, we have some people coming back on screen soon. We have Greg Vaughn returning on July 14th as Eric Brady, and Carson Boltman will debut as Johnny DeMera on August 18th. Are we excited for either one or both of these returns? I'm excited for Carson as Johnny. Um, it'll be nice to see all of Sam. Well, Sammy's kids I care about at this point on screen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would like Will back, but I don't need him if he's with Sonny. Um, I don't care about Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not a- <laughs> I is it that you don't care or that you know this is about to be some bullshit so you're protecting yourself? They never made me care about Eric as a character. True. So it's, it is what it is. If it's to give them closure, cool, I guess, but that kind of sucks for the character and who he is, but it is what it is. I am looking forward to seeing Eric. I am not looking forward how they're going to do this. It sounds like it's about to be very bad. I I mean, no. No. <laughs> but I'm happy to see him. But I don't see, like, considering that her, the truth is most likely coming out soon, I can see Eric leaving again, which will make this short term like if he airs if he airs past the olympic break i will actually be very surprised i literally feel like he's going to come in they're going to be happy for five seconds the truth is going to come out and he's going to turn around and go right back out again yeah that's how i see it happening and i believe me i want to be wrong but just i get a very weird vibe I'm it's going to really. annoy me. It's really going to annoy yeah. me. Because yeah. hey, you abandoned your wife, dude. You don't really... <laughs> yeah, he definitely is his father's son. And I feel like if this... Like, this is a huge story. This is a story that would have huge impact if Eric was around. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think he's staying that long. So I don't know what kind of impact it would have without without Eric on screen. And honestly, I don't even think this was necessary to even give them a closure. Like, they honestly, at this point, if they are literally bringing him back to close the door this way, like we think, they honestly should have just killed him off off screen. I don't know if they're gonna have him divorce. I don't think that will happen. I more so think it will find out the truth and be like yeah I'm out yeah he's he leaves he's gonna again but he he's gonna follow in his father's footsteps and I hate that yeah they are I, they I, are I don't not I do not see the happy outcome for this story because Nicole is still currently on canvas and she's not as we know going anywhere yeah, yeah. it's and, just it sucks for Eric Cole fans and it's just, yeah. it just sucks like first we get that raggedy. <laughs> you get, you get, <laughs> it was raggedy, okay. It, yeah. 
They just and, that raggedy thrown together wedding, which now you're going to get a thrown together anniversary party, right? And like, they better have taken they, pictures. Same. <laughs> like they didn't do anything with them, and he leaves to go play white savior in the African village, and it just it sucks. Everything about this sucks. Yeah. Like Eric should have been should be coming back with a, a secret half black child. That he didn't want to tell anybody about. Something. Or, or that he didn't know about. This extended absence makes him know. Yeah, you extending like, your, your stay that long for what, dude? He and Angie seemed very close when Angie came in to bring him back. Yeah, like, they there, did. There was a vibe there. So what if, like, when he got to Africa, he met his child he didn't know he had? And that's uh, why he's been staying the entire time. I would love that. They need to do something to make it make sense because for mm. him to just leave his family like this for this long, like two seconds after they got married. Yeah. It's and even if, Nicole, even if he finds out about Nicole and Xander, for him to just leave again, like right? you got Holly, you have your sister, you have your nephew. I mean, your, your nephew's going to be there. Your niece his, is there. Your great nephew. Like his entire family. His entire family's there. His father's there. There's no reason for him not to be in Salem. And the fact that Nicole slept with his, like, enemy. His arch, his arch enemy. Like, yes. Oh, my God. This is not going to end, end well. Sorry, Nick. I, no. I just, and I want to be wrong. So hopefully we are just, Same. Same. we are just uh, making predictions that won't come true. And days will show us up and prove us wrong. Please, 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 please. Because it is very possible that he's still filming because we didn't know, even know he was filming this return until he showed up in the summer promo. So it is very possible that we got this wrong. Yeah, they're yeah. COVID impacting their taping schedule did wonders because we and not even so much they're known a lot. It's not even so much their taping schedule. It's literally the restrictions and the fact that nobody's allowed in the makeup room to talk to each other anymore. Right. Yeah. No makeup room selfies means no accidental cast pictures. They should be. They should have been doing that years ago. You yeah, can't this, bring. You don't bring your phone in here away. at all. Your phone stops at the door. You need to have a basket at the door, right. like right outside the door. If your phone rings, you can go get it. But don't you leave that designated area for phones. <laughs> Is that that's what that is literally what has been cutting down the information. It's the fact that nobody's been able to really interact much. They're I mean, all that literally is a positive thing because that doesn't ruin the surprise for fans. Exactly. I mean, I personally love when things like get dropped and get leaked because that's just the kind of fan that I am. But I get that not everybody's like that. I mean, I am like that too. But like, I also I don't have a problem with it. I just don't like it. Two years in advance. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy the element of surprise as well. So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm on the fence. But I think... Like, re remember when we found out about Stefan? I mean, Tyler Christopher coming? Yeah. <laughs> I remember... It was in July. He didn't show up to the... Stand. I remember... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I remember when they... When uh, the return about Mimi was leaked, like six months ahead yeah and people were like trying to campaign for her to stay and she was like guys i've already wrapped she was like <laughs> yeah. i'm only there for five six weeks but it was a huge return because she had been gone for a decade almost no a decade yeah because so she like, left in like 2007 2008 something like that. yes 2007 so when that was leaked it was huge everyone was so excited but like imagine if we were surprised about it 
but yeah, so that's why I don't really mind that they cannot post from the makeup room. But uh, so hopefully um, days will surprise us when it comes to Eric's return. But a couple other people that will be returning to our screens later this fall are Suzanne Rogers and John Aniston. They have both been filming recently and we will be seeing them in Salem later this fall. I'm How do we so feel? Happy about that. Me too. I was kind of worried. I was worried about Suzanne because she took mm. she took a medical leave, and I don't really know why John hasn't been filming much in the last few months. But I'm just happy to know that they're okay and they're going to be back on our screens. Well, John not filming made complete sense to me. He's four thousand years old. <laughs> like it's and his daughter's been trying to get him to retire for years now. So COVID was probably her excuse. Like. Bring your ass to the house while but he, they can get he was filming control. after COVID, so I don't know. Yeah, there oh, we wow. saw him after COVID. Like all this stuff when um when Brady got shot and and Philip confessed everything to to Phil, to to Victor, and then Victor got Philip out of all the mob stuff. That was all after COVID. Yeah, oh. like I, I get it though, and no, I didn't the, see his um his name. I saw Suzanne's name. Sorry, Dylan. Um, oh, no, well, just... no, both of them are back because I, I did a Zoom last weekend and Eric Marshoff uh, basically said that both Suzanne and John have been filming. That'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited to see um, Victor. I really... <laughs> no, but like, I, I'm happy that Suzanne is back, but I really don't have that much use. For it Maggie. depends on where they use Yeah, Maggie. what they use it for. If, if Michael they put... were here, he would... <laughs> He would mute me. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm excited to see Victor because, like, Philip is there. I want to see more scenes with them. Um, I mean, yeah. we, had, we had scenes last year, but still, like, yeah. if he doesn't need to be used, I get that he's not, he has not been working, but I'm excited to see, see yeah. him and glad to see that Suzanne is back as well. Yeah. And as far as Maggie goes, like, okay. if they put her in scenes with, um, say, Lucas, yeah, that'd be that fine. Makes sense. Yeah, that would or, make sense. I like their... Uh... Their dynamic. Or Maggie and Julie would be fine. Um, I just don't need Maggie and Brady, and I definitely don't need Maggie and Xander. Oh, Lord, no. Which, now that Xander has been moved out of the Kyriakis mansion, hopefully that will... Not I liked thing. them. <laughs> I yeah, I didn't made... mind them. It, 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 he it, did kind of need someone in his corner. I didn't mind it at first, but then after the whole suicide attempt and then him playing savior when he was the reason she attempted suicide in the first place, was it just it all rubbed me the wrong way after that. Yeah, that's nice. I am like happy to have them back though, especially with the recent losses we've had as a soap community with oh, our God, yeah. It, yeah. It, it just makes you appreciate the ones that we have who we can still see and enjoy and still, you know, get yeah. to watch. So exactly. I'm really happy to see them. And one last little piece of news before we jump into our stories for the week. Um, starting Tuesday, July 6th, days will be streaming same day on Peacock exclusively after they air on NBC. Dude. And that's the free tier, right? Yeah. And it, it's it's going to drop the same day after 8 p.m. on the free tier. 
Like if you pay for it, you get it same day now, but free tier has always been, you'll get it the next day. Now everybody's going to get it same day at after 8 p.m. every night. And it will no longer be streaming on the NBC website or the NBC app. They will redirect you to Peacock. At least they'll redirect. Yeah, at least for now. You don't need all yeah. those people trying to figure out where the hell days went. <laughs> so I think that's an interesting move. And everybody has been promoting this. Like, like people, cast members on the show who have social media but never use it, like Marcy Miller and Emily O'Brien, were promoting this move. So like literally everybody's been promoting this. It's on all their socials, which I find hilarious. I don't know why I find it so funny, but I do. I like that it ended up in dialogue in the show. Peacock <laughs> oh, like, and Chill was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> of course Eli would say it. They're, they're promoting the hell out of this. It's not shocking. They, they've been trying to drive traffic to the to Peacock app for a while. But honestly, I think I think it's working, and I'm guessing that Days performs well enough on Peacock to sustain this move, because I don't think they yeah. would do. I don't think they would do this if there weren't numbers there to back it up. Yeah, is, and isn't it one of the most popular um, shows on the NBC app anyway? Yeah, because it's literally it's literally. I mean, Days and the Blacklist are the only things you actually have to go to the NBC website or Peacock to watch because most of their other stuff is on Hulu. Those are the only two things you really had to go to Peacock or NBC to watch. Does the episode upload on NBC and Peacock on the same time? Like NBC site? Yeah. Okay. After 8 p.m. Okay. Peacock sometimes might get it a little bit earlier. Like when Peacock first launched, you would sometimes get it at like 5, 6 o'clock, but it was never really... It was never really a set time. You never really knew. But now they're specifically saying it's going to be after 8 p.m. Makes sense. Eastern Eastern Standard Time for those that live in various countries and or time zones. So still, 2 a.m. for me. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Nothing much changes there. Right. Um, but unless anybody else has anything to say on this topic, I think it's time we move into our stories. First up on the agenda is let just let's just get this completely out of the way and then we can go on. Eli has basically spoken for the audience as Rafe and Eli discuss Nicole, his feelings for Nicole, and that damn fucking bear. And then Ava plans a dinner for Rafe, Nicole, and herself, Ava, where the bear becomes... The fourth, the fifth guest. No, the fourth guest, and we and we get the bear speaking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was like I was, I was. <laughs> I was like, now wait a minute. I know I didn't just hear that. Listen, I'm somebody a fan. was on some bath salts that day. <laughs> I'm a fan of Kim. So I don't mind the bear Listen, talking. Listen, I'm a fan of I am too. too I loved every single second of the devil possession. Don't get me wrong. This was too I mean, much. This, Galen Gearing doing his best pussy boots was not it. Yeah, that was not. This is so reminiscent of what Jer would do. 
No, yes, no, yes, no. Yes, this was classic Ron. No, like Jan had, with her Cupid doll. Yes. That worked. I mean, this maybe, did not work. Maybe Rafe is losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only good thing that came out of that scene was Rafe choking the shit out care. of that bear. I don't care. I enjoyed the bear talking. I just needed uh, a, another voice because we we knew it was Galen's voice. And it was literally kinda, like it was Galen Gearing doing his best puss and They should have they should have had Tail do it. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh the moon. No, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Tony. Like, Tony. I literally feel bad. I mean, I know they're actors and, and Galen's used to crazy shit because he comes from passions, but I literally felt bad for Tamara, for Galen, and for Ari, and I give the major props for not walking off the set. Cause when I tell you could not be me, could not be me. I'd have walked. Listen, that was hilarious. Yeah, like the thing with Ron, Ron lo- Ron likes camp. He does. Like if you watch his shows. This is the kind of thing that will happen. I enjoy it. it it's happened on all of his shows. And when it's good, when it's good, it's really good. And when it's not, it, it's Duke the Talking Bear. <laughs> thing is, uh, <laughs> Eli was the best part of that yes, whole little yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Now I wouldn't have had a problem with the bear if I enjoyed the storyline. Now the I mean, bear the out the bear before this, I didn't care. The moment he started talking <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was hilarious. It was funny. <laughs> I never regretted watching an episode live more than I did in that moment. <laughs> I don't remember what happened during that episode. Um a lot happened, but still I, I mean, a lot happened, and it was actually a good episode aside from that because that was the same episode where we had Belle and Chloe and Sean and Brady and Philip, and we had some good um, Ronnie. I think we had. Some, I think that was also like the day with Lonnie and Paulina too. Like we had some yeah. really good stuff in that episode that made it worth it. But my God, if I ever wanted to fast forward live TV. I'm laughing. I forgot how weird it was until you started talking about it. Yeah. It, uh, no. You know, I, I feel differently because I was enjoying. I think you're literally talk. the only person on right? I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it too. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. I was thoroughly entertained because I wasn't entertained by the story before. I'm going to be honest. If you make me laugh, I'm okay. Thank you. you. If you're going to do a terrible story like this, at least there's something like Duke the Bear entertaining me. So if Duke the Bear keeps talking, maybe I'll... I need him to get evil. I want him to start dragging Rafe. <laughs> no, the fuck out of Rafe. Start dragging him. I can see that. I think I was just so sick of Duke the Bear because they were literally treating it like their child. They should have him start speaking in Spanish. They should have him start yelling at this. Uh, I, I don't want to hear y'all say nothing about Thomas and that mannequin on both. Oh, yeah. But this is—I mean, come on! I don't want to Nope, y'all. Nope. I don't want to hear it. And this is exactly why we are discussing this storyline first, so we can get all the giggles and crazy out of the way. That was good. No, I was all like over the bear. Remember when I said? If that bear doesn't come alive, 
He don't be saying a word, but his face is so loud. I love it. Yes. But, but I... Oh, my God. Rave acted like a little baby with, or a little kid when Eli was about to snatch the bear out of his head. No, when like, Eli no, goes, sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets your ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rave was like, that's not a saying. He was like, I, I say it. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if that is something Lamone threw in. I feel like that was something Lamont threw in. But my favorite part of it was like, he's like, you should hear yourself talk. And like, he mentioned all the things like Rafe mentioning Nicole's favorite like food, favorite color, this, that, and third. And I'm like, thank God we didn't actually hear any of these conversations. But it seems like they got the message that they may have gone a little bit overboard with it. So they're going to yeah. acknowledge it. <laughs> I mean, thank you for that. And Ava too was side-eyeing. I mean, Eli, too. I see Eli like pointing it out because he's Eli is straightforward so yeah I and even it, those even Ava too side-eyed it a little bit like all right like I don't fully get it but do you I guess yeah because like the more he speaks on the bear and the fact that he shares custody of said bear with Nicole the more ridiculous he sounds he's a man in his what 50s push He's 40? at least pushing 50. Yeah. Right. Pushing 50, and he's sharing custody of a stuffed animal with another grown adult, and there is no child with which they can blame this on. Yeah, it would be different. Like, they had a kid together, the baby died, and that bear is a placeholder for the baby, but that's not the case. It's just, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's just weird, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And I just, I just wanted to get this out of the way because I knew we were going to devolve into a fit of giggles. Um, and we're going to segue into our next Eli story. He is planning a surprise party for Lonnie, but somehow keeps being surprised by Chanel's presence in his house and he's walking around naked. Invest in some clothes for the love of God. Lonnie walks in on Chanel and Eli after and Chanel blurts out that she saw him naked leading to the mutual decision that it's time for Chanel to move out. That scene was so refreshing because it went differently than what I expected. So Yes, um, and thank God it, it did because after the last encounter and the way those scenes were cut to smithereens, this was so much better. In Eli's offense, Chanel <laughs> almost burned his damn house down with his kids in <laughs> <laughs> She was like, he was like, you didn't hear the smoke alarm? I have one head of phones. Ma'am, you're starting a bakery. What are you doing? <laughs> that, that is true. But I'm just like, why are you in only a towel when you know that Chanel is home? 
Now, the like, thing, I don't think he would have ran out in the towel if not for the smoke alarm. I mean, he's done it twice before, so who knows? So maybe he learned, and this time it was just a fire. That's my thing. I bet he does. I bet he is one of those dudes. He probably does, because Paulina mentioned it, too. <laughs> and I completely forgot that Paulina saw him shirtless, like, her second or third day in Salem. I completely forgot. Yeah, she did. And she uh-huh. brought it up at the party. <laughs> she like, but it was only from the waist up. I mean, the <laughs> waist up. <laughs> he, had a, he had an underwear. <laughs> I love Lonnie was like, yeah, but what was it? And, and there was one. And for once, Lonnie, Lonnie didn't even have to say anything. All she had to do was look at Eli. Yeah, she looked she at him and she told him. She said, keep your damn towel on. Yeah. <laughs> she shot him that look and that look said everything. I appreciate when, like, she, she was like, Chanel, I love you, but, like, I feel like it's time. And go. Chanel, yeah, Chanel was like, yeah, no, I appreciate what you've done, but it's getting crowded. And, like, she understood. They c- came to a mutual decision, like you said. And yeah. I appreciated the way that went. Um, what else? I, I, I like that Lonnie was like, yeah, you, what, you burned down the house? Oh, no, not burned down, but you burned something. Eli does it all the time. She wasn't like, I, I, I kind of wish that Chanel did not burn vomit that she saw Eli naked. Like, I, I appreciate, I, like it. I appreciate <laughs> the, the coming forward, but girl. I don't think she came forward for. I think she was trying to cover for what was yeah, actually going on. In fact, she was cooking I, a cooking a cake for the surprise party. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's why she blurted it out. When when Lonnie went in to check on the twins, um, I think Eli was like, Phew. like he, yeah, he he's trying to avoid yeah avoid her finding out. Yeah, so I I think Chanel did that to cover, and I as a cover, and it made sense to me. I those scenes were you were actually really enjoyable. So. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. They were good. And then Chanel went over uh, to Paulina's right after this, and Chanel and Paulina had some really good scenes, and then Paulina and Abe had some really good scenes earlier in the week, too. Like, I'm really liking Paulina and Abe together. What are you guys thinking? I like them, too. Their, their kissing's not as bad as it was the first week, either. Like, <laughs> I think they're getting more comfortable with each other. Yeah. It's it's more natural and less awkward because we also haven't seen the man kiss anyone in like 10 years because we barely saw him kissing Valerie. I enjoyed them. Never, I never wanted to see that. <laughs> I, and Paulina, she's just so wonderful. Like, and, so fun to watch. And I loved Chanel's reaction to Paulina and Abe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do, I didn't know you had company. <laughs> <laughs> now, Abe and Paulina's uh, discussion um, was that this week in regards to like her trying to process the fact that Chanel was by, or was that last week? It was this week when it was uh, this week. when she mentioned that she had her dream about a woman. Right, so she had, had a dream about a woman, which I thought was kind of interesting. And then like she's like, "How would you feel if Theo told you that he liked both?" And I thought, and when he when she said that, I was like. You know, I would not be opposed to seeing that being explored with Theo. I think that'd be kind of fun. I would not mind it at all. Like, that could be interesting. I also, I don't know, we haven't mentioned it yet. I like the scenes with Chanel and Allie at the Horton House Square. They were really short. 
Oh, they, oh yeah, I forgot to add that into the into the outline. So thank you for bringing that up. Those were really good. Like them actually like looking at their oh at the bakery at the yeah, bakery. That was so cute. They were standing like arms around each other and looking at it. They were so cute. the way I am praying that New Chanel and Allie have chemistry and like right. Oh please, because like <laughs> this version of Chanel and Allie have chemistry is big. I just I'm need it. Her. I know. Last episode with hers on Monday. I'm so sad. Yeah, I'm bummed because Precious has great charisma and she she lights lights up the screen. It's gonna be sad to lose her on the show, but I'm also curious to see how Raven takes on the role. Yeah, and then let's segue into um, the party. Well, actually, before we get to the party. Um, Lonnie and Paulina had an interesting conversation. Um, after you know, after Lonnie saw Eli and they made their plans for their anniversary, which I found it hilarious that Eli tried to play like he forgot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's literally planning the planning the party with the entire family. So, like, and I remember some people on Twitter when they saw the spoiler about them try like Eli and Chanel keeping a secret from Lonnie. Like they were preemptively dragging Eli. It's nice to see that like he was planning the party with literally everybody and not just Chanel. Yeah. I thought like effort. um he would be planning with one family member. I wasn't sure who though. But it's it was literally it was a family everyone. affair because it was literally Abe, but Paulina yeah, we'll get to that part later. I'm gonna mention it, but um, I like this. <laughs> he likes reacting. <laughs> yeah, and we also got nice Abe and Marlena. Marlena scenes. Too. I love those. Oh, yeah. so good. Friendship. Okay, what was um Paul Marlena's uh, excuse for not coming to the party? She's working. John, John and Brady are taking Rachel to the fireworks, so that's why he can't make it. And Damn then she got pulled, she pulled the um, the 4th of July shift because the hospital requires that at least one staff psychologist um, work the holidays just in case. And she pulled the 4th of July. Boo! Yeah, me I mean, too. I mean, I yeah. But, see them. but we're going to get to see John and Marlena comforting him after everything goes to hell next week or the week after. So... She is going to get to react to everything, so there's that at least. Yeah, those the, the Marlene and Abe scenes were really refreshing. I didn't expect them because yeah. they've been doing Abe and John and then Abe and Roman. They hadn't circled around to Marlene yet, but I like that they finally did. And Deidre had so much fun in those scenes. Like, you can tell that she loves working with James and that, like, she literally missed it because she was beaming in, in all yeah. of the scenes. I've loved their I, dynamic since. Like. It's been so good. And, and I know you're doing a classic days binge, Ariet. When you yeah. get to the mid, mid-80s, there's a lot of good Abe Marlena stuff. You're going to love it. It's so good. I'm almost there. Just a few years. Yeah, but the, those scenes were really refreshing. I always enjoy watching Abe with John and Marlena. So seeing that, it, it was heartwarming. Yeah, um, I mean, that was also juxtaposed against the Lonnie Paulina scene. Mm. Paul, like Paulina's 
secrets are unraveling fast and she can't keep track of all of her lies. Speaking of secrets, I like that Lonnie mentioned what could happen if you keep secrets because she mentioned that she kept something from Eli and it almost hurt him and like she that was a nice beat that, uh, yeah. that I didn't yeah. expect so I that like that sh- that showed growth which was nice yeah and I like the, the fact that she brought it up to Abe too yeah they were pu- uh, putting the clues together like starting to sense that something was off but yeah. Also, Abe accidentally ruining his surprise just before the party. Was Lord, all that hard work. <laughs> that was something I was going to mention. <laughs> Abe got a big ass mouth. <laughs> just <laughs> shut up, Sarah. You cut the whole water. <laughs> he, he is, Abe is the family member you don't tell about the, about the <laughs> surprise party. You don't tell them either. You just Eli should have just said, put, put her in a dress and meet me at the damn restaurant. Yeah. Don't say nothing else. But Lonnie is a good actress. Look at her surprise. <laughs> yeah, and then when she saw Theo, like, that was, you couldn't. That was the genuine surprise. That was the genuine surprise. Because she didn't know he was going to be there. But you couldn't really, you couldn't really tell the difference between the two. So she did good there. And the actual party was really um, sweet. I kind of didn't love that they kind of jump cut to the end. Because, like, it started, and then they kind of did, like, that dissolve, so it kind of showed you that a little bit of time had passed, yeah. right, before they did the speech. And I was like, oh, I would have liked to have at least seen a little bit more of the party before things got crazy. Now, what do we think of her actual secret that Paulina is going to demolish the Horton Town Square and create Christtown? <laughs> Listen... I, I make it drag for this, but the way I cackled when that plaque hit the ground. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, damn. But right? I, was, I wasn't ready. I did not yeah. expect that. I know. And people were pissed on Twitter. I mean, like, come on. Tom and Alice had already passed when the Horton Town Squares was even yeah. considered a thing so people need to shut it yeah they're like they're like ron was ron was being disgraceful to the history and i'm like no he wasn't you're not supposed to root for this you're supposed <laughs> to be horrified like, like i said tom and alice weren't even around so i don't think even if they were they would be like oh okay <laughs> I mean, no they, they wouldn't were... no no they would not be okay they would not be like oh okay but tom and alice I... aren't even around so no like... i know tom and alice aren't even around but i'm just saying tom and alice would not be okay no with they would not be doing. okay but still like it alice, would, alice would be in the thick of things trying to protest and stop this and getting herself arrested that is what alice would be with that I just I cackled. I was like, "Oh my god!" And the fact that it felt they fell face first. Right? I was like, "Damn!" "Damn." Okay. I was going. We are going here. We all in. I didn't expect that, so I liked that it was dramatic. Like, yeah, yeah. this is a story that as that is actually something happening to. Like, in my opinion, there's. Like, well, yeah, because this is this is his family legacy that's being disgraced. It's also Abe's friends. Like he's yeah. been 
Abe's friends, Abe's reputation, because Abe's reputation right? because yeah. none of this I mean, would be happening if, if he didn't adjust the zoning. Yeah, they, yeah, they brought that up too. Like, shh, he got you. Lonnie brought it up to Pauline. He got he helped you change the zoning laws to get this pushed through. So, which it, is also weird to me because, like, I don't understand how they got all the way to demo without her having to show anyone her plans. Yeah, that's, that's not so- how that works. It sounded like she rushed it because they weren't she supposed did. to be doing it yet. It sounds like someone is pressuring. Yeah, her. but she, yeah, but she still would have. They like is, is she showing them fake plans? Still, yeah, she still would have had. Yeah, but even now, see that's fraud. So like, now here's the question: <laughs> Like it, it just I I don't. Why know. is she doing this? Like. Why are you building Pricetown in Salem? Because it doesn't seem like Pricetown exists anywhere else. At least not from my, based on, based on Chanel. Like it's, it's not a franchise she wants to expand. Yeah. Right. So this she's is something to do it here. that she's starting in Salem and she's destroying the, she's destroying the town square to do it. Now, I, I know that she did not know the legacy of the town square when she agreed, when she came up with this plan. But my question is, and my question always is this when it comes to new people, why are you doing the things you're doing in Salem? Like I'm what I'm waiting is, to see who our partner is. Yeah. I wonder I'm, if it, I wonder if it's Passion's guy. I, I I'm still torn on if it might be EJ, but I also think it could be Passion's guy. I'm like I've said, I I'm I have been intrigued, intrigued by this story since it started. And I can't wait to see how it affects everyone. Um, I look forward to Monday. I enjoyed um, the party. I felt like it could have been less of what was airing that day and more so the party itself. Or maybe like less of Eli with Gwen and Xander and more so at the party. But I didn't mind what we got because I the loved drama the that followed. I understood it, and like Ilani will celebrate next week by themselves. So I actually didn't mind the way it played out. I thought. I only wanted more. I was only irritated about the lack of guests. Yeah, and I. I but again, I think that might be too. Because I think that might be a COVID thing. Because like they don't have yeah. a whole lot of people in scenes, yeah. so they only have the relevant people, like the super relevant people. Yeah, I. Yeah, I guess I just need Julie to shut it sometimes. <laughs> You got on my nerves. But anyway, um, and speaking of Doug and Julie. Before the before the party, Doug and Julie are setting up and they have a conversation about Ben and Sierra. Theo shows up as a surprise guest to the party, which we mentioned earlier. And Sierra is back too. She's over at Ben's asking for a divorce because she's engaged to Theo. So let's just all discuss this all at once. I know you guys probably had major issues with the Doug and Julie conversation but I didn't. I loved it. I was I, swooning through the whole thing. I think it doesn't really make sense that she would be more concerned about Ben rather than Sierra's like well-being. Well, she mentioned she mentioned Sierra too in those scenes. Like she hasn't yeah, even like, spoken to Sierra. Her, she was spending an entire, almost an entire episode whining. She was almost in tears over Ben's pain. That was, it was a bit much. I did really, really like the scenes where they were talking and she mentioned Theo and Doug looked over and said, 
Theo's right behind you. And I was she, was, she was so excited to she see him. <laughs> but, like, for me, th- this is how I took it. Like, Julie and Doug have watched Ben basically grieve Sierra for a year. Like, he didn't move on. He, he was literally in pain for a year. So I can understand why they would feel... No, but here's where it doesn't make sense. Julie has always some type of energy for Gabby because she killed her. Who tried husband. to kill her. And try, yeah. I no, but she had that energy before Gabby went after her. Yeah, exactly. Like, she said that she's had that energy had, since Gabby killed Nick. And exactly. Nick tried to rape her. And that's right. Well but no, that's true. But then, ben but then they killed the warden. He killed multiple women. He also she, saved her too, so I think yeah, that's, but what, still, like, that's what shifted she, it. And terrorized most of half of her family. Yeah, like Abigail doesn't exist anymore. Abigail, JJ. Uh, so it doesn't make sense for Julie. Julie should tolerate Ben. Bill Horton. Of- <laughs> like, like I said, she, it makes sense for me because in her mind, and like they've said on the show, Ben saved her. So that. That yeah, she did. I mean, but not recently. She has a heart because of Gabby. Exactly. So yeah, but like, then Gabby tried to explode that heart a year later. So I get why she has beef with but Gabby. But Gabby and Julie have basically, like, they interacted not long ago. And it wasn't exactly civil. No, but it wasn't like they were. I think it's, I would be okay if they just tolerated Ben specifically because of Sierra. Yeah. It's the fawning over him and his pain and wanting to include him because Sierra's not there. I would have sent, it was just, it was, the fact that Julie was almost in tears because of how painful it must be for him to not have Sierra. It's not like Sierra's dead. She's alive. She just don't want to be around him right now. But it, it was also coming, like, it was also coming off of, like, she married them and, like, she saw how happy they were that day, and then everything kind of went crazy right after, and they didn't get a chance yeah, to be happy. to me, it came off, and like, I, I just don't like when the writers try too much. It's, like, it, it, it's getting heavy-handed, and it's also, eating? like... It has been the, heavy. It is? It's, 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 exactly. Well, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And like, just let the nature take its course. Let it happen organically. When you force-feed something to the audience, they will be turned off by it and yeah this yeah it's getting like i'm usually not this bothered by it but those scenes were like that and the christmas scenes like it's getting to the point where it feels like everyone's propping it it's a lot i don't agree but that's okay i mean and the thing is she's talking about oh she feels bad for ben ben's the reason all of this happened like the church explosion even though eve did it Eve did that because of what Ben did. Vincent did what he did because of what Ben did. It's all because of Ben. But then Ben is also the, but on the flip side, Ben is the only one who believes she's alive and Ben is the one who got her out of there. So as much- have been there if not for him. No, that's true. That is a hundred- get her out of there. But I'm just, so it's like, as much as they, as much as they may want to blame him for what happened, he was also the only one who believed that she was alive when everybody in town believed that she was gone and he never stopped looking for her. He found her and he brought her home. So I, I, I think I think it doesn't balance it out, but it kind of does. And I, I know I'm not saying that right, but um, I loved the Ben and Sierra scenes and like all the stuff going into the, like her asking for a divorce and him being like, nope, I burned the papers. And she's like, well, here, sign them. And like, they're doing their 
the back and forth banter thing and the chemistry was just on point for me. I'm loving her return so far. I, I don't necessarily love that she's engaged to feel. That's kind of like a big what the fuck for me. What are y'all thinking? I mean, that part wasn't surprising. That's the, I think that would be the only reason she would rush, try to get through this divorce like now. Because she wasn't thinking about it when she left. So her, for her to come all the way back to Salem because of it, I was like, okay, there's a reason for her to want to expedite this now. Um, I mean, I hate the writing surrounding them, but the scenes were hot. They should have screwed right there. But I, I would mean, have been completely fine with that. Not, I'm not even going to I'm lie. I'm not surprised that she, I'm not surprised that she and Thea were, are engaged. I wouldn't be shocked if she asked Thea. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I, I think this was totally like her, like, her it's her way of I'm denying that part of my life. No, yeah, I'm, that's a hundred. That's a hundred. She was when they were younger, so that would be in character. Yeah, yeah. She, she probably was like, "Hey, Theo, let's get married." He was like, ah, "You okay. sure?" I just don't know why Theo is like, ex- like I don't know why Theo thinks this is a good idea, but I mean, and I really need like the entire town when they find out about this, whether Theo tells them or Sierra tells them. I need everybody to be like, uh, excuse me, what the fuck are y'all talking about? You're getting married? Well, I think he's gonna, he was gonna tell Doug and Julie until the party was interrupted. He's gonna tell them on Monday, and then she's gonna tell Sean and Claire on Friday. Then he's gonna tell Chad. Like, when people find out about this, I, I, I don't need them to be all, yay! I need well, them Chad's to be Chad's gonna like, be excited. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. I need everybody to be like, what the fuck? And even though Chad doesn't like Ben, I still He's probably going to be worried about Theo getting hurt. Yeah, I, I still feel like this is a rushed move. Even if you take her being married to somebody else out of this, she's been out of town a month, according to dialogue. I mean, the way this is going, it's... The scenes were okay. I didn't really pay attention that much, but when I did, it was, I don't know, fine. But it is stupid as hell, the way this is going to like having them in uh, Ben no not Ben and Theo Claire, no Sierra and Theo engaged is really dumb because it's it so dumb so rushed it, it's, they have jumped it, over a lot of beats it, not for I mean for sin this is not going in a good way so I'm just waiting for Theo and Claire to get the fuck out of that story because this honestly is terrible. I mean I I am, I literally do not care. I don't care. And I don't care primarily because I already know where this story ends. And that makes me not care even more. And I just want Theo out of their orbit and involved in Harvard, Price, Grant, Demira stuff where he should be. And I'm also really fucking bitter at this point. I'm not going to lie because it just truly sucks that Ron has so thoroughly ruined Theo and Sierra for me. And I don't say that as a shipper because I'm not someone who was like shipping them romantically. I I was always like open to the possibility of maybe them getting together somewhere down the line if timing was right or whatever. But it was never like a ship I was sailing on. But I loved their friendship. I did too. I loved it. And we got to see them as kids. We got to see them stick together through 
thick and thin and heartache and loss and challenges and struggles. And it was just such a special thing and such a rare thing to see on a soap. And for him to just shit all over it for no reason. I'm I'm bitter and I hate it. Like nothing he has done seems to have led somewhere. It is pointless. It's, it's unnecessary. It was unnecessary. The entire All year, this is the, the stories they have written for this pairing, like it has made no sense. They should have skipped the amnesia, had the PTSD, yeah. have the, Sierra the torn. Is where it went left for me because, like, every story up to that it, point, I was fine with the it. way that they are. If they, the way that they've used Theo in this story, mm-hmm. the way that they've used Theo and Sierra's friendship in this story, the way that they've used Claire in this story is so oh. it is so disrespectful to everything and everyone around it. And it's unnecessary. It never needed to be told. Sin Not had enough way. angst and exactly and, and been- enough drama surrounding them. And to even, drive a story without all the rest of this. And even if they want even if Ron wanted to do the amnesia thing because he was he was fascinated with the idea of she wakes up married to a serial killer, has no idea how she got there, and is fascinated by wanting to tell that side of the story. Okay, fine. I'm not a choice I would make, but okay, fine. Inserting Theo into this the way they did was not necessary. What they could have and should have done is have Theo be the supportive friend, but saying we cannot do anything romantically unless and until you deal with your past. Because I can see that you're running. I know you better than you know yourself. And I can see that you're running away from what scares you. And I will be here to help you, but we cannot run. I actually think they should have had her um, PTSD or- Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. But- Like, have her torn instead of like, this amnesia story and like throwing Theo under the bus, throwing Claire on the bus to prop send. It was not needed. And I am waiting for the day they get rid of I just want it over. Yeah. I just want it over. I don't don't really don't care about the shit. I don't think we have long in terms of this storyline because all roads are sounding like we're leading to some kind of an Olympic cliffhanger with Ben and Sierra, so this storyline is going to be mercifully short. And ironically, it doesn't even sound like Theo and Sierra, though they are engaged, are going to actually be sharing that many scenes together, which is hilarious to me. That sounds really rushed as well. Yeah, no, I... Ron doesn't know what he's doing. It's really, really obvious. And he knows knows exactly what he's doing. It's just that it's terrible. He doesn't... He knows exactly. I mean, he knows his what goal he's is doing, sin. But no, yes, not his, exactly. His, he does his not goal is sin. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the characters he's utilizing in yeah. in the meantime. But I mean, not like, when it comes to in... writing, it's it's like all over the place. It doesn't really make sense. Any of it? But does it have to? Because he knows that that fan base, as long as he gives them their happily ever after, yeah, they're gonna eat it up. So yeah, I mean, true. he doesn't have to. Yeah. The only, and I, I, did, I did post this as a potential theory, um, I think the only, like, did y'all catch that scene with Theo and Chanel at the party? Yes. Oh, well, they were, it, yeah. They were very, very flirty 
it caught me off guard. Right. So I'm I, not sure. It was where the first time that I could see, see how they were together. Yeah. yeah. So here's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Because obviously Allie is going to tell Chanel no when Chanel says, hey, dumb trip for me. And we all know that Ben and Sierra are going to get back together. So how would we feel about a potential Theo Chanel rebound relationship? And then Johnny comes to town, has interest in Chanel, and then Allie gets jealous. And then you get Allie and Theo teaming up to keep Chanel and Johnny from becoming anything more than if Ellie and Theo hook up, I wouldn't be mad about it. But <laughs> like, I can even like even a Johnny Theo rivalry would be fun with all of the family history that they could play into. And both of them, yeah, both of them being Demaras. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I, if, I think if Theo squad. and Ali hooked up, Johnny would be pissed. Like, right. dude, that's my sister. You're my cousin. We grew up together. Why would you do that? Mm. But they're not blood related. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so it, it could be a messy team. I don't know, late teen? No, they're adults. They're young adults. Young adults. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this, this engagement crap is over fast. Very fast. Please. If it plays right, it could be really good and the messy, like, yeah, with all like, them. So I, I, I hope we'll see. Theo something. being rejected by Sierra, because I'm sorry, that's exactly where this is going, and I don't really understand his thought process and thinking this is a good idea. Like, I get Sierra's thought process in wanting to marry him. Theo's thought process in agreeing to it is where I'm like, okay, what, why? Theo's always agreed to silly shit because of Sierra. That's that's the, that's the way they've been since they were kids. All all of her terrible ideas, he he hesitates at first, but then he goes along with it. Yeah, it's nothing new. Because <laughs> like he's that's even how telling, I know that's how I know the engagement was her idea. Because even like he's telling Lonnie that he's got good news to share, and like he's gonna be all excited when he tells Chad about it, and I'm just like, this the thing is, is Lonnie was already worried about him getting hurt before he left. So she's probably going to say, uh, I don't yeah. think this is a good idea. I, I need everybody to be like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Because like, this makes no sense. I think Lonnie is, Chad is probably going to, is probably going to be like, okay, I'm happy you're happy, but are you sure this is a good idea? Um, Doug and it, Julie are going to, well, Julie is going to uh, react. Doug is probably just going to sit there and say nothing because Julie's not giving him <laughs> a chance to say much. I assume Abe will, because he's been kind of hands off of the whole situation. I assume he will react at now too. But he also could be distracted by the following the stuff thing? right now, yeah. so they may prolong telling him. So that could be the issue too. So it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. I'm all in on the ride for Ben and Sierra. That much, I think you all know. But uh, I didn't necessarily need the engagement to be a part of it. I wasn't shocked by it. Though I will say, until I saw the spoiler picture of the ring in her hand on Monday, I legit thought that she just said that to get Ben to shut up. Someone, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, wait, someone said it to me. Ashley, maybe? No, it wasn't. No, it was Ariette. Well, I, don't know. <laughs> well, I didn't remember that. Ariette said, what if she lied? I'm like... I don't think she lied because Theo's telling other people he has good news too. So it was yeah. clear. It was clear the moment he acknowledged, "Oh, I have news." I'm like, okay. I thought maybe the news might be that they were moving back. 
I mean, that could be part of it. Because I don't think too, that's the big. Like, I don't think that would be the most pressing issue at this moment. Because also, too, she wasn't wearing the ring. Like, I don't know where the fuck she pulls the ring out of because there are no pockets <laughs> on that dress. But she was not wearing the ring in any of her scenes because I looked. I've watched. The, I, I looked very closely, and she had no ring on her finger. And then magically on Monday, he's going to pull it out, pull it out, and be like, "See, we're engaged." And I'm like, "Girl, what are you doing?" Like, she's saying she wants a divorce, but her body language is not saying that at all. No, it isn't. It hasn't been saying that since before she left. Mm-mm. Exactly. But we will move on to the next uh, story. Things were quite busy in Salem the day of the party because before Eli could celebrate his anniversary, he was called to the beach because Allie and Claire found a dead body. Tripp and Ben pull it out, and it's Dr. Snyder. Tripp tells Eli about the drugs and Gwen, so Gwen is his next stop on the investigation train. And Eli questions Gwen and Xander, and they try to play it cool, and Xander's a giant idiot. What do we think? The way Tripp spilled those beans so fast. It's <laughs> like, he, okay, we know now, do not do any dirt with Tripp Johnson, because he will tell everything he knows at the first opportunity. He's, 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 he's probably had enough of being questioned by the police for a lifetime. I don't right. think he wants oh, to. Oh, after, like, the, whole, after, like, the, whole, after the whole alley thing, he's like, yeah, yeah he let me just like, get the fires, like, right? He every, like, he's probably like, like, yeah. My favorite thing right now is like when Eli was questioning Trip. Ben was standing there and he had this look on his face, like, finally, for once, it's not me, it's the prime suspect. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, Trip was just ready to like. Uh, yeah, no. Trip was like, I want no. I'm gonna make sure your ass don't come back. Here's the reason. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I am giving you no reason to have to circle back around to me. You go over there. Go, go look over there. And it's weird, but I feel like Gwen and Xander were both. Both of them seemed dodgy. When Eli like, Gwen was covering it better. I think she was trying to, like, Gwen was doing the thing where you try to act normal and you, it's not coming off as normal. And, and Xander was just... I don't think Xander was trying. Xander literally had a neon sign above his head that says, I'm a suspect! Right? <laughs> like... Well, the, oh. when, when, when he real, when they realized that Julie was the only other person that saw it, <laughs> and it seemed like you wanted to you want to kill her, he was like, no, don't kill her. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then my, my other thing too is when Eli left and like Gwen starts dragging him for being so stupid. Yeah, uh, was, <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, he really was quite dumb. I didn't have like, that much time to get rid of a body. <laughs> no, he didn't. But also, too, why? Like, I just like I don't. I this whole thing. I don't even understand why they hid the body. Like, I know they right? explained it. But I feel like, like the whole cover up just created more problems than it. It did because it did. why are you covering up a body if he died of a heart attack? Yeah, they could have just called 911. At the very least, if you're going to get him out of the house, at least sneak him back into the inn, get him a room, and then anonymously call 911 from there. And also, like, because all they really did now was create a a situation where there has to be an investigation. And I'm looking at this like, okay, now they're going to investigate him. Kayla's already got her suspicions. She's obviously going to say something. Now we're looking at the drug angle. If Gwen was delivering drugs for him, someone else knows that she was involved. Well, yeah, because yep. who was she so, looking at the drugs to? Right. 
So now, now she looks suspicious. She looks suspicious. She looks like she's involved. And whoever she was delivering those drugs to is probably going to show up at some point. Right. That could be. I, I mean, she, too. they, they just. They made a mountain out of a molehill. It did not, it wasn't this deep, y'all. They really did not have to go here. Could the drug thing and the thing with Paulina be connected? I don't, see, I'm thinking maybe that's who Passion's guy is playing. I'm thinking he was like Dr. Snyder's connection or partner or... I love that we don't know his name. Right! Passion's guy. He, he can play slimy well. He was great on GH. Yeah. So who, who, who was he on GH? Uh, Joe Scully Jr. Oh, God, him? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So if he's a villain, it, it could work. It I would prefer, I would prefer him over Michael Lowry. Yeah, okay. I knew he looked familiar. I didn't know from where. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, so um, I'm... Yeah, they haven't they haven't given a name. They haven't given him a first date. They haven't given him any details, which is why I think maybe he was the guy pulling Snyder's. Well, he started filming in the end of May, which is going to put him on air like early fall, like September, October, because he made the announcement that he just booked on like May twenty fourth. You think he's a recast of a character we know? I mean, maybe I don't know. Going to be interesting to see who exactly he is. Now, how did you guys feel about Gwen telling Xander what Snyder had on her? Because I actually really enjoyed the way he's reacting, with the way he reacted to that, and I'm really enjoying Gwen and Xander as a whole way more than I thought I would. Uh, well, I think is I knew I would enjoy them. That's yeah, the thing. Well, they make sense. I they they, they just—they're two pariahs. They're two cons. It makes sense. I think like the, their dynamic works i just don't like how it's playing out currently i might like it when they like start, start sleeping together yeah <laughs> when, when they, they when they actually become romantic has the kiss happened yet from no the no um what about to say no it hasn't happened yet I think next week next week I- I do see with them, though, that they're falling into the same trap with them that they fell into with Zara. It's a lot of comic relief. But it plays... It works with them, though. (laughs) Yeah, it works for now. For now. I hope... A little bit goes a long way. But you know what it is, too? I don't think that... um, Like, Emily's not playing it as over-the-top as Lindsay did. It's it's not... It's not... Campy. doing the comic relief it was more natural so i think yeah. it's gonna play a lot better also too it's flipping into the vulnerable side of of gwen too and xander is kind of there for her to support her in the, which, in the hands of a lesser actress this would not work <laughs> i'm all, telling you all. now it's it emily would not work it's that emily that's saving it work. i could not give two rats asses about gwen but Emily is at least engaging me in her scenes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can feel the connection between Xander and Gwen. And what's going to be super interesting, because we know at some point, Sarah has to make a reappearance. It yeah. does not make sense that no, no one has heard from her. No one has 
seek sought her out. A I whole Horton disappeared. But Maggie, <laughs> yeah. Maggie once Maggie returned. comes back, I'm I assuming that's, that's why Maggie's when, back. Yeah. That's yeah. when that story's gonna kick off because the only person on the show who gave two craps about Sarah when she was there was Xander and Maggie. Because yeah, she's yeah, a Horton, she didn't but, really she didn't have any friends. No, she it's, wasn't it's, close it's with the rest so of the weird. family. It's so weird. And so I feel like whenever that shoot because I feel like Gwen and Xander have that hanging over them and when it drops that's when we're going to see which one of them reverts to form and which one of them is actually serious about this whole quest to be a better person yeah yeah it's gonna be very very interesting to say the least Xander seems to have a savior complex. Now that I'm he thinking does. about it, because was, he's, he did it with Sarah. That. He's doing. He did it with Maggie. Now he's doing it with um, Gwen. It could be his mom. Remember, his he couldn't save his mom, so he's trying to save every woman he can, or yeah. every every woman that will give him the time of day, because it probably aren't many. <laughs> no, that's true. But yeah, I I was noticing it too because even Sarah and Xander started out on the basis of a lie because he was covering up the fact that she was pregnant and then he claimed paternity. So with Gwen and Xander, it's the Snyder lie, both yeah. the murder and what she did. And he's also trying to protect her father the way he protected Maggie. He's just looking out for Jack because Jack's his friend. So yeah. he's trying to look out for Jack by looking out for his daughter. It's similar to the dynamic he had with Maggie and Sarah too. Yeah, so, the, so I can kind of understand why some of the Xander and Sarah fans are pissed because the parallels are there. Uh, they just happen to be landing a little bit better for me personally. Yeah, same. But if I was an actual fan of the couple, I don't know how I would feel having his next immediate pairing being so similar in setup. Speaking as a fan, someone who was a fan of the pairing, it doesn't bother me. It just seems like this is something that's specific to Xander as a person. He is attracted to someone to women who need saving he just he just is i don't think he's it's something he's i don't think it's something he's noticed or acknowledged yet hopefully they do talk about it i would be thoroughly entertained with paul telfer in a therapy scene (laughs) 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 not with marlena right but but it would be funny to see and i hope they go there i like zen that's if that's what we're calling them oh i like your squish name of gander so much better they said Gabby and Xander had that one, so I had to let it go. When did we start making squish names for couples that were never a thing? I don't know. I just, I don't argue wait, with the Days fandom wait, anymore. <laughs> they said that was Gabby and Xander. Gabby, Gander is apparently Gabby and Xander. I, I recall also some saying that Zen or whatever they. Yeah, they Zen called. is the one that they're going with that, for uh, Gwen and. Yeah, some Xander said now. like, it's Xander in bed. <laughs> what? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm enjoying them. I hope they hope they go there with. Them. I hope they do it like play it differently, because I'm not really enjoying what's airing right now. But I hope it shifts soon. I am intrigued by it, the pairing itself. So now we are going to shift to events happening on the other side of Salem. Oh, Lord. Uh, the truth is out. Jake and Kate are finally done. 
Jake wants to move out of the mansion, so Gabby goes with him despite still owning the house. How do we feel? Because I feel some type of way that Gabby is leaving the house that she owns to follow a man. Right. I don't feel any type of way. She married the the terrible Demera, and she's sleeping with the other terrible one. EJ, take your house back, please. I mean, that's what I thought was going to happen. I literally, because, like, EJ left Demera Enterprises, which we'll talk about what happened over there in a second. But he left. So when he came home, I figured he was going to overhear her saying, well, I'll just kick everybody out. It doesn't matter. And he, I figured EJ was going to be like, not so fast, sweetheart. I actually own this house now. You and Jay can be the ones who leave. I don't particularly like the fact that Gabby still owns that house and, is willing, and is willing to walk out of the house that she owns to follow a man. Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, I, to me, it it never made. I mean, it made sense, but I, it was just weird having her own the house. But I, it made sense, I guess. I don't even have an issue with her owning the house. I, I don't I have an issue, but like, I don't know. The way the the way they handle it is weird. I would yeah. prefer she just be like, "Hey, EJ, I'm leaving. I want to sell the house to you." Yeah, that would have been but fine. Or if EJ having had her leave the house because of Jake, please. And, and she still owns the house, but is willing to walk out of her house to go sneak into her brother's house and live with him and Ava. Like, what? And what? not only that, leave a bunch of people who just snaked her in the back in her home. Yeah, yeah. like, nah. That- Rent free. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, also, like, uh, hey, the, I. I like Gabby when it didn't really make sense when she was, that was last week, right? What? When she was, uh, yeah, that was last week when she was listing all of the Demeras. Yeah, that was fun. She was, she that felt was smart week, though, then right? and she felt like yeah, she had some week. ambition about her then. Yeah. Now you have her leaving her home for Jake because he doesn't want to stay there with them. Now I really feel like, like I mentioned before, I feel like they're writing Gabby as a caricature and not as the multi-layered character character she used to be and it's frustrating to watch yeah her her the the romance the relationship between them is very one note like she fell in love with she became obsessed with him because he looked like stefan he's not stefan but by that time she had fallen for him he liked her but what else like why else why are they together and honestly, his her love for Stefan is what attracted her him to her too, because it wasn't until he saw how devastated she was at the fact that he wasn't Stefan that she he realized why she did everything she did up to that point, and that was the moment that made him see her differently, and yeah. that was the moment that shifted. So Stefan has always been the basis of their relationship to the point that they should have just made him Stefan and said fuck it. Yeah, I don't have much to say about them. I just wish... I, want, I, I want better for Gabby. Lee okay. Shen is right there. Just do Literally it. Literally right there. And oh, I really don't like how they've written Kate or Gabby. So it's not just Gabby, but Kate as well. Oh, God. The reveal was... Oh, was uh, terrible. Yeah. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. Like, she's sitting there being all high. And I wanted Gabby to slap the taste out of her mouth. Yeah. Listen, I've been looking for Kate to get bitch slapped for over a year after the whole Stephen O mess, and she didn't get bitch slapped then, and she's not getting bitch slapped now. 
Will somebody please slap this bitch in the face? I didn't enjoy her slapping Jake. You did or you didn't? I did. I wasn't expecting that. I don't think Brendan like was expecting him, her to go so. so hard either. Because like oh. when when she when she landed that, he like went all the way back. I was like, yes, that's the only thing I, I thought was good. But yeah. We can transition to the good side of the Daenerys story. EJ and Chad are co-CEOs but can't stop fighting and it's hilarious. EJ's return has made me care about this company. I am loving Chad versus EJ. And it looks like Kate is keeping her job in, at Demera. And I'm suddenly finding myself enjoying Kate and Chad scenes. And I don't know when that happened or why that's a thing, but here we are. What do you guys think? I feel like Dan's EJ is exactly what the Demera family has needed. Absolutely. And I also feel like the rivalry between Chad and EJ makes so much more sense and feels so much more organic than that forced mess between Chad and Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Because Chad and EJ have had this for years. I mean, Billy Flynn's first scene was literally punching EJ. Didn't he... And wasn't it over Abigail? Didn't he point a gun at him? That was... uh, No, I don't think he pointed a gun at him. Okay, maybe I'm misremembering yeah, but I remember punching him. I know him. Chad took a bullet for him. That was how Casey's Chad left. Oh. Yeah, but it made sense because of their dynamic. And I think Dan as EJ, like, I'm enjoying him. I think he works well with the Demeras. Those scenes were really good. And I really... I'm not the one who enjoys the business stories, especially this especially, one who, especially this business story because that doesn't even make sense if we're, we're gonna be real. But I actually enjoyed this week. Maybe it's because of the dynamic between them all. I don't like. I I may catch a little bit of heat for this, but. Removing Jake from that equation leveled everything and everyone involved in it up because I even liked the Kate and Chad stuff. Right after that, Jake is the problem. I've been (laughs) saying that for months. He doesn't. Them giving Stefano another child without Joseph Muscolo there, it did not work. Chad didn't have a lot of time with him, but at least both actors that played the role of Chad had the benefit of being around him and being in his presence. Exactly. Jake, Stefan and Jake did not, and it shows they feel like outsiders. Yeah, they don't feel like... They don't feel like the Maros. But I think that's what they're going for. They wanted them to feel like outsiders. The issue for me with Chad and Jake is that Chad's issue with Jake is the fact that he's with like Stefan. Yeah. And which I get. But when the person Stefan attacked, being Abigail, is actually okay and being civil to the man, you have no room to stand. If you're like, is they had Good oh, Lord. I, I know. I know. But like, if Abigail is fine with Jake, then Chad has no reason to be pissed at him. Chad should be following his wife's lead on that. So their rivalry never made any sense because Abigail was being a civil human being when she did not have to be. She could very easily be triggered by that man and hate him on sight, and she did not. Yeah, and you could tell 
the moment Chad met him, he was visibly yeah. uncomfortable around him and having him around. That was that was what led to him sleeping with Gwen. He was so sure that what happened with Stefan was happening, might have been happening again with Jake. So he just let Gwen fill his head with lies. He was insecure. Yep. He, exactly. he can't take being around Jake. I just wish Jake gave him a reason to be insecure. Like right, Jake exactly. has, as a character, Jake has nothing to be insecure about. Like, I mean, cause J- and, and Jake did kind of a little bit show a bit of an interest in Abigail, but Abigail shut him down at every turn. And that's the thing. Like, and even if Abigail had been a little bit uncomfortable with Jake, which made Chad uncomfortable, that would at least make sense because then it would feel like Jake is maybe forcing himself in an, like forcing himself into an environment where he doesn't necessarily need to be. And that would have at least given us a reason for Chad to dislike him. But at this point, it just came across forced and stupid. Yeah. Like there was no, I don't, it just, it never really worked. They never gave you enough to work with, but also like just for a moment of levity, can we just say, I, I loved Tony being like, um, I love how we call it father's legacy when we really mean money. Yeah, that was was literally my favorite line of that episode. I love him so much. I love him so much. Oh my God. I like having them back on screen and together because when I started watching, it was Stefano and those three, Chad, Tony, and EJ. They were the Demerit all together. Was it? Oh, yeah. Wait. Which one? To- oh, Tony, Tony was dead. Yeah, Tony was dead. Ch- Chad, Tony, and um, Theo Pangless, whatever character he was playing at the time. <laughs> but it's nice to have them there since we don't have Joe. It's nice to have them there because they remind you of what. And thing is, I don't even dislike Kate in their orbit right now because it Me works either. with we her do, there I, too. Which I told you, it is weird. They removed Jake from that equation and everything started to click. I think they removed Jake and Gabby from the equation. Jake is a more tolerable version of this of this show's Peter August. Uh, uh, No, because (laughs) Dylan and I, Dylan and I were talking um, before we started recording about how removing Peter off of General Hospital made the entire show that much better. Removing Jake from this orbit has improved the story tenfold. It's the same thing. Okay, I can give you that. Okay. I could see that. It's just, it's weird. And I, I, I like Brandon so much. Me too. So I, just, I want working. him to find some, somewhere he fits and, and start adding some layers to Jake and adding some complexities to him and honestly making him a, a character that stands outside of Stefan's shadow. Honestly, right now he's not. Here's how was, we can do it. He was doing a better job playing Stefan than he has with Jake. And, like, at least for the last week, it has been extremely frustrating to watch Jake because of the acting choices. And I'm not getting why he is doing it because Brandon is a really good actor. So, but yeah, I'm going to mention it more during my good, bad, and ugly. But there's a way to salvage this. Remove him from the Demera orbit completely. Have, let's say, either the, the drug story with Snyder or even Paulina's thing 
be tied into the mob story that brought Jake to town last year and give us more layers about Jake's history and Jake's path through that. I thought you were going to say undemarry him. I, I mean, I'd be fine with that too, but I don't really see how they could do that considering they made him Stefan's twin. Undemarry them both. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's... um. Yeah, because, like, like, honestly, nothing would be lost. Yeah, the thing so, is, we wouldn't, cause it's not like, because Stefano's not there, no one would care if he, if they weren't Damaris. So, I mean, I he would still have the tie to, like, Stefan, even if he wasn't, like, like, if he was undemarred. So, I kind of, kind of, yeah, like, they, they could just be Alamanes. Yeah, it's fine. I kind of would prefer it for Jake because nothing they have written for him. But then I would actually love it if he kind of became the head of his own dynasty. Since the Damaris don't want him, he can say "fuck y'all," become Jake Alabane, and revamp the Alabane dynasty. That actually isn't a bad idea. Yeah, that could be. That yeah, could work. That could work. That could work. And Vivian in his ear, like poking him, poking at his sanity bag, trying to get him to go as crazy as she is, but mm-hmm. him fighting like, it. Like we get, we get, we get periodic appearances from Linda Dano calling Jake from prison once she finds out that Jake has taken her name and like is starting to resurrect like the Alamein family name. That could work. Yeah. Oh, God. Please let that be a thing. I mean, I know it's probably never going to happen, but. There's no need for him to be a Demera. That's the like. Yeah, there's exactly. literally no need, especially now that you have a new EJ. You have Tony back. You have Chad there. You're gonna have Johnny. You're gonna have Theo. Kristen comes and goes. There's no need for a Jake slash Stefan at all. Yeah, but um, we are going to segue into our second to last story. Lucas and Sammy are bickering over uh, Nicole and EJ. Allie sees them and can immediately tell that something's up. And can I just say, I love the three of them in scenes together. This is like only the second time that Allie has been in scenes with both of her parents at the same time. I do do too. And it's literally my favorite thing because she has their number. Like 100%. When she said, uh, they have books on how to deal with babies. I didn't realize I would need books on how to deal with parents too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I love Allie with her parents. I hate that it's taken such a long time for another scene. I, but I'm going to be honest, I, aside from Lumi, I do not like the way the story is playing out. Well, this story has kind of just started, so I'm not ready to say that yet. I'm kind of enjoying it. And like, I mean, hasn't it been going on for a while? For Lumi, at least. Like, I thought it was playing, it was kind of weird with the Kristen thing and Kristen Susan thing, but when it started to shift, that was good, but now the way the story, this triangle is playing out, it doesn't hit the right beats, and it feels like the show's dynamic for Lumi is like in 2004 and not how they've been for the last decade. And Lumi hasn't been bickering and bantering like they used to back, back in the day. But so, they always did when they caught feelings. 
they i i really don't like how they're making it seem they're they're not getting along because they have they have but because they've caught feelings and have acted on those feelings things are getting complicated lucas is in his feelings because lucas is not yeah, I, 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 I'm not feeling it. I feel like they, they're trying to hit the right beats with having them there and having their his, with the, based on their history, but it's not hitting right. So, what do you think, Dylan? I kind of get where Ariette is coming from, but yeah, I'm, I'm also with you. Whenever those two got romantic, this is what it was. Mm-hmm. Because 100%. there was always like a razor thin line between I want to kiss you and I want to kill you with yeah, that I get I get the dynamic <laughs> I mean, I but I don't get how, like how they were it's kind of like with Flowey which we will get into Flowey and Broey which we'll get into in just a minute but it feels like kind of revisionist writing and the, the script writers not being on the same page and it's frustrating to watch when you know the history and you know their their dynamic and what has aired for the last like one, two decades. So But in the last decade they haven't really been romantic. They had a little thing they, in two thousand twelve and but, they were fine. And right and they were more they were more mature then, yeah, but like when they catch feelings, this is I, what happens this isn't revisionist history it it is their history it's not revisionist it is their history it may not be history you want to see but it's not something no i feel like they're not hitting the right beats with lumi of how i don't know but it's just not playing as i hoped it would i am enjoying them i love them but i wish they would have done it much better I also think, too, like, things are starting to shift and we're starting to get into semi-panic mode because we are gearing up to whatever is going to make Sammy leave town temporarily because Alice and Sweeney did go to Canada to film a Hallmark movie. So that they've kind of got to start shifting it a little bit so that her exit makes sense. Do you think I- Lucas is going to be the one to tell EJ? Uh, possibly giving spoilers for a couple weeks from now. Where because uh, that happened, I could see that being the the reason for her leaving town. She yeah, so I feel like that he betrayed her trust. Yeah, I think Lucas and because Lucas and Philip are going to talk about how they can break up EJ and Sammy. Which <laughs> yeah, that's happening in a couple of weeks. So <laughs> that's a, that's funny because yeah. Kate has some. Kate has some scheming ass kids. I'm happy they're doing that I together. That because so I'm wondering if and I love the, seeing them interact. So I feel like the anniversary party is going to be for Eric and Nicole is going to be where a lot of drama unfolds. I feel like Nicole and Xander's secret is going to blow up, and I also feel like the Lumi secret is going to blow up at that party. Yeah, because yeah. too many people are finding out. Yeah, because Jake and Gabby are going to find out next week. About what? Lucas and Sammy. Sammy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's coming. And then um, is it Kristen like trying to get in touch with EJ? Yep. Kristen's calling EJ to let him know about the letter. And then Sammy gets the letter, but not before Gabby and Jake read the letter. Which they give the letter back to her, but they still have the knowledge that was in the letter. Mm. So it's gonna be interesting to see where this all goes. And we can kind of segue into Philip and Chloe and Brady 
because uh, Brady plans on taking Chloe to uh, Eric and Nicole's anniversary party, which could be why Philip wants Philip and Lucas start talking and commiserating, and Philip wants to, but I'm guessing bust up the connection between Brady and Chloe, and Lucas wants to destroy Jay and Sammy, so they decide to put their heads together. But this is what happened with Chloe this week. Philip is pushing hard to get back with Chloe, a little too hard for me. It's coming off kind of creepy. And after a conversation with Belle, Chloe decides to give it a shot with him and kisses him. Brady and Sean have a conversation about Kristen and Chloe, which Philip walks in on, and Brady makes it clear that he has no intention of backing down off Chloe. What did we think? I'll go last because I have a lot to say. <laughs> As the um, person who's seeing this for the first time, I think Brady's being Brady. He's not taking time to heal from what he just left. So he's trying to rush into something else. He he may he even if he is does still have feelings for Chloe, he's not thinking he he's not thinking about her or him in this situation. He needs to slow down, just take it, like breathe for a second, dude. Figure out what you're doing, figure out what you're doing about your kids. Figure that out first. Even though I do prefer them, he needs to slow down because it's gonna it's gonna backfire for him. I'm done. I loved the conversations between Chloe and Belle and and Brady and Sean. Like, I need Brady and Sean in scenes together more because Eric and Brandon work very well off of each other. And, like, it is a combo that I never knew I needed until I got it, and now I need more of it. But, like, and I also love that Sean just does not give a fuck about Philip. Like, I, that, that dynamic always makes me laugh. But and I kind of like that Brady made his intentions clear, like, that he's not going to back off of Chloe until Chloe tells him that he she doesn't want him because like he knows how Chloe feels. He's not going to back off unless Chloe tells him to. Mm-hmm. Now, what I I enjoyed Belle and Chloe's conversation because I liked getting the point of view from Chloe, even if the point of view wasn't exactly a hundred percent factually accurate. It was at least a point of view to at least make sense to why she suddenly made the choice that she made. But I also feel like she may end up because while she said she's going to pursue things with Philip I got the impression that she's not necessarily wanting to be exclusive with Philip so I'm wondering if we're going to be heading into where she's going to date them both I don't know okay for me um and I want to be wrong about this because as I've said I am a passenger on both of these ships so whichever destination we arrive at I'm going to be happy there um But I am feeling more and more like this is less of a triangle and more of an obstacle on the road to Broly. And for me, it played more like Chloe was finding a reason not to pursue things with Brady rather than she could not help herself from pursuing things with Philip because of her feelings for him. It felt more like she was running away from one man than running towards the other. Yeah. And the way Philip's acting, I, listen, these characters are who they are and they have, you know, they, they have the flaws that they have and the tendencies that they have. And the thing about Philip, 
I'm starting to get vibes because it's kind of screaming insecurity. And anyone who's been watching to her though, it always did. Yeah. Anyone who has been watching knows that when Philip gets insecure, Philip acts out. That's when he gets deceitful. That's when he gets manipulative. That's when he gets controlling. That's when he gets clingy. That's when all of his worst tendencies come to the forefront. The same way Brady's not, the same way Brady's being his usual rush, rush from, you know, one relationship to rebound man, Philip tends to try to manipulate the situation to get the outcome that he wants and occasion well not occasionally often that leads to him playing dirty and i i don't trust that they're not going to make philip the bad guy in this situation and i, I, I don't want to see that I feel like Philip might play dirty in a business sense with basic black rather than with Chloe. Cause I don't think he's going to be able to manipulate Chloe cause Chloe calls him on it every turn. And I like that. And he that. said what he like, he's been blunt about it. Like he said, if you don't want anything, I'm going to walk away. So. But she's not shutting him down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. When Philip gets insecure, Philip. Yeah. The, Philip goes to his darker side and his judgment is not the best. Yeah. See, the, the thing is with me for this storyline is I like Philip Messi. I don't mind it. I love that he, like the great character that is Philip. Um, I do not like how both of them have been trying to dictate her life choices and yes it has been both and I this is not playing as a triangle and I complained about it last week and I'm going to talk about it this week it is not playing as a freaking triangle and it's frustrating like if not only that but also they're not respecting both of the ships to write it correctly and you can tell um i did like when philip came in <laughs> i did like when he messed with brady's mind and was like see you suckers i love that brady gave it to him right back and sean just gave but i did not like two of the scene or parts of their scenes um one with Belle and chloe and one with philip and brady and that is the dialogue that chloe said uh he never saw her as ghoul girl that is wrong he did but he eventually grew from it and saw her in a different light and with brady what annoyed me was he blamed philip for daniel and chloe like breaking up and getting a divorce and all of that no well that is, no, wasn't it was chloe she cheated it, chloe cheated on daniel with philip with so philip isn't innocent it is in not this, but it's not on philip it is on chloe in the same way philip fucked up his relationship with melanie that is on uh, that is on philip yeah it was both of them doing it but it wasn't one-sided so 
both of these point of views during these moments were wrong. And that it really pissed me off. I really do not like when you have two pairings with a lot of rich history for both pairings, even if I don't like both, I can respect that they have the history and you don't play on it. So it is frustrating me and I am not feeling it. And I'm just gonna, at this point, take my flow with crumbs and hope for the best, but expect the worst because that is how it is playing. And that's my okay, rant. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, are you on the same page as me where you feel like this it is, is on- playing more like third party angst than an actual? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it is-, is really obvious and it's really not being fair to either ships. And I'm saying that as a Flowey fan. Because I do wonder if, if we it, actually haven't gotten to the full-on triangle part yet. Because you're right. Up to this point, it has been crystal clear yeah, what but, Chloe wants. He, he talked about, Ron talked about, this is going to be a triangle. We're gonna I know. What I'm saying is you're I'm not... Gonna... You're not starting this off as a triangle, dude. You're I, starting I, this off as Philip is I know, but what I'm saying off. is I'm wondering if we haven't gotten to that part yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like because she she did kiss Philip and say, let's see where things go. She kissed Philip like this you. week. She's going to kiss. Brady's going to kiss her next, next week. This is not playing right, Tony. And I, I, I don't disagree with you. What I'm saying is like, I'm wondering if she's going to. Oh, she's. I'm wondering if she's going to end up dating both of them. And that's where the triangle part is going to come yeah, in. Yeah, that's not a good way to do it either. If they want to be messy, they should have been messy from the get-go. But this has been playing as Chloe being in denial and using Philip. And Philip has been straightforward. You know what? I like you. I want to have, like, do we have a chance? And he has been actually really honest about her, his feelings. I don't think it's playing. And she hasn't I, been, which has kind of yeah, been frustrating. Yeah, I don't like the Chloe, if he is a bro-y angst. I don't like that she's using him. Because that's not really how Chloe is. She may not even realize she's doing it. I don't think she's, she's doing it maliciously. She is she doing will. it, but I don't think she's doing it maliciously. Yeah, she's not, but it's still going to be that. And I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to Chloe. I like all of these three characters. I don't like Brady with Chloe, though, but I like all three of them. I know their history, and I respect Broey's history, even if I really don't care about the ship. So I feel like they're not doing it right. They have the characters, they have the history, but they're not playing it up. So until they shift into something better, this is not a story I care for. I'm going to take my crumbs and enjoy the flowy moments I get. But uh, that's where I stand with this right now. Because it really pissed me off this week. So, yeah. I'm sorry, but I had to rant. (laughs) Nope, that's okay. Hey, listen, we we all go on rants at some point. Um, But that's basically... One question. Go ahead. Is, has, when Ron writes triangles... He rarely does. Okay. When he does, are they... I'm trying to think of an example. Are they great? But also, like, are they, like, are they played evenly? And also, are triangles in general, like, now in soaps played evenly? Also, no. Because I don't remember... I can't think of 
any examples in recent and like within the last decade where the triangle was it was clearly a triangle and then eventually it started leaning towards like it typically always starts as third party inks and they call it a triangle but it's never really Never really they need to figure out how to write those because they're because it's it's a consistent problem across the board from what i'm seeing yeah. not even just ron it's just yeah, it's not they don't know how to issue, actually write triangles they just that, it's just that's issue. why i'm they over the triangles when you think about it most of these front burner stories are triangles or quadrangles or whatever like we have the lucas sammy ej story we have the uh, Ava, Rafe, Nicole, Ava, Rafe, Jake, Gabby, and Kate. Yeah, Ben, okay. Sierra, and Theo. Which exactly. okay, but, most yeah. of these stories are triangles, and they're playing as not maybe not Lumi and Ninjami. That well, even that well, the Ava, Rafe, and Nicole one is probably the sadly the best example. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> no. it's because it's it look it. It's, he likes both of them. He, yeah. he knows. Has, he, he, I mean, his feelings for Nicole came out of left field in terms of them revealing to the audience that they exist. But, but him him verbalizing it came, but his actions showed that he did I mean, he did find her attractive. He was attracted to her. But like we we we're seeing him have feelings for both. So I get your point. The, that's the only one yeah. out of the others. Everything else comes off his third party. I think I think in that particular story, I don't think he knows which way he wants to land. But when Ron knows which couple he wants to write for, he makes it very clear. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's it's really unfortunate because he said, like, we're gonna play this out for a long time. Dude, if you play this this way, it's got it's not gonna last for long. It's gonna lose steam, fans are gonna lose interest. And be like, well, the fan base is gonna get pissed off. Oh, yeah. the fan ba- the fan base wars are already starting in the in the. Yeah, but it kind of makes sense because these two ships have huge fan bases. Oh, of course they do. I'm not. I'm not so saying they sense. don't. Like, but I'm seeing a lot of revisionist takes on between the fan bases, and that's for another discussion. But like, <laughs> if you want to play, this is a triangle, dude. You need to do it in a I better mean- way. It's it's gonna be playing out at least up through most of um, the summer. I think it will shift most likely one way or the other come fall. But it does sound like uh, just based on things, because uh, I like I said I had a Zoom with Jake Hans Johnson and Eric and Brandon like right before they went into the final week of filming before that hiatus, and they were still all filming like Eric, Nadia, and. And Jay were all still filming a lot of stuff together up to that point. So this looks like it's going to play through at least most of the summer. Yeah, and beyond that, I don't really know, but that's just my guess. But this has basically been your week in Salem. And it is now time for our segments. First up, we're going to do Watching It Wrong. Who wants to jump in first? Oh, and, last. Okay, Arya, it's going last. Nick, do you have a Watching It Wrong? don't think so no dylan i'm gonna have you go next because i'm torn between two <laughs> and your choice will depend on what my choice will be i have a feeling. okay i think mine is probably going to be different from yours but it's a specific example but it's a general issue okay um there was a tweet 
from someone who was like really feeling, you know, hopeful and happy that Ben was going to be fighting for his wife. And I, I guess like they were a, a Sin fan and they were happy their ship was going to be righted. And they referred to him as an ex serial killer. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> um, unless he's a necromancer. Uh, <laughs> right. And he could be, be this is Days of Our Lives. No shade. He could be. This I, I, this is Days. Alright. But unless he's you know, unless Will has like other former victims walking around with him, you know, Ben's a serial killer. There's no X to it. He may be reformed, but it's still a thing. Right? He's, it, it's, it's like if I, as a Jack fan, was like, he's an ex-rapist. Y'all would look at me like I was crazy. Because that is still a part of his history. <laughs> like, not, reform, and it, like, reformed serial killer is the, I, I would say, would be the appropriate phrase rather than X. Right? Like, but also, a lot of fans were like, before you continue, Dylan, sorry. A lot of fans were like mad about the thought of removing that from his like history or. Yeah. Like, they. Rob doesn't even want that. Yeah, so it doesn't really. Yeah, I do sense. remember that he fought against that. Uh, he and he even said it in a in one in one of the daytime Emmy interviews that he did. I forget with who because there was like a massive dump the week of the Emmys of all the interviews. But he basically said that his past gives him layers and he doesn't want to undo any of that. And I don't either. And if you're a fan of Ben, I don't understand how you could want that because him being a killer and the journey he has gone on since that point has been the most interesting thing about that character. Yeah. Like the thing is, you you don't. Like I said, I have faves who have done some shady, 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 terrible. I love Sammy. I love Jack. I'm an Ava fan. I my my I love Eve. My faves have done some awful things, but I have, they're still my faves, and they can you know they can hold their L's, and I can still support them. It's okay. You don't have to sanitize their past to be a stand. Okay, so you totally did not take the uh, watching it wrong that I thought you were going to. Was no, it the no. one in the group chat? Yeah. Man, yeah. listen. Uh, you uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That whole... Which one? Uh, there were, yeah, the one that I caught the block for. Um, huh? There was this person who decided to say that Brady faked his death to get away from Chloe and that Brady and Kristen are a better pairing because at least Brady never had to fake his death to get away from her or some such crazy bullshit. She had to fake her death to get back to him. And I'm just like, (laughs) look, this is a general PSA, but like ship who you ship, but can we at least be factually accurate? Just please. Like, because there are so many wrong takes and this segues into my other choice for watching it wrong. To the people saying that Theo is drugging Sierra and that's why she has yet to remember Ben. Like, the girl is suffering from a traumatic brain injury. That is why she has amnesia. Theo has done absolutely nothing to her to make her not remember her husband. Am I thrilled with Theo at this given moment? No. But even I know that he did not do that. 
I so considered that for watching it wrong, but I decided not to bring it up because it was so stupid. Got, there has been a, I, and I don't know where they get that from, but there's been a segment of the fandom that has had that idea since the beginning of this. And, mm. and, and, yeah. and, the, and it's the general so fandom does not claim those people. Like, <laughs> we, we, because we, we saw the one particular tweet um, uh, last night, and we were all out there like, yeah, you need to go touch grass because no, that's not currently what's airing. Like we have our issue with how Theo is being written in this story and Theo's point of view, but most of us know that Theo is not capable of that. It's, it's so, it's weird. It, and I just need people to be factually accurate on this bird app. I know that's asking a lot. The common sense <laughs> and accuracy are asking a lot of people. I understand, but I'm asking anyway. Um, my watching it wrong, I have two. So you mentioned, you touched on it um, a little bit, but it seems like a lot of fans out there, which I've seen, I've seen different tweets. A lot of fans are holding Philip's past against him for like what he did 20 years ago, especially since it it was mentioned by Chloe that he never saw her as ghoul girl. And it's inaccurate because we saw him like being this shitty person who he was back then, say a lot of things, but he eventually grew. But I'm seeing fans say Brady never said anything. Um, I recall seeing tweets like where fans have said, you know, who, who didn't say or name call anyone? And it's alluding that Brady never did. Brady called her a freak at one point. He slut shamed his mom. Like, know your history. Like Tony said, if you're gonna like be out there on the bird app, be accurate. And if you're gonna use history, be come correct. So like let's not act like one was messier than the other. Because Philip was an immature brat. Brady was an asshole. Both of them. Oh, he was, an immature, he was an immature brat, too. Both of them were messy assholes. Let's not pretend neither of them has name-called anyone. Because they have. And that's one of my watching it wrong. The second one... <laughs> <laughs> Please love yourself. And do not wish... Gabby and Eli. <laughs> That's the one you went with. There were so many choices. No, because listen, it's fine that you think Ilani is boring. That is your, that is your opinion. If you don't ship them, that is your preference. People won't get mad at that. But do you really think Eli will benefit anything from being in a relationship with Gabby? Do you think the three times he was doing anything good particularly at all? Like two of the times they were in the relationship, he was a rebound. The third time, she was a rebound. Like, know their history before you wish stupidly things like that. And I'm going to be honest, the gif Lamone responded with, hilarious. that was spot on and hilarious. Kudos, Lamone. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just like, be realize the history between the characters before you wish 
stupid ship upon that. Like, that character. Okay, if you think Ilani's boring. But, like, Gabby and Eli aren't exactly entertaining either. So what is it that you think? What are you going back to? What are you clamping yeah. on to? Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, are you a Gabby fan who just wants Jake, who wants Gabby out of that orbit with that, Jake? That would be totally understandable. Because... Yeah, I kind of, I kind of peeped, and it seems that like that's what the person wanted. But they also said like, I want Gabby with Chad. I want Gabby with Philip. Like, make up your mind. Is it Philip Eli or Jake? Uh, Philip Eli or Chad? Like, if she ship, it's if that person, but Jake. yeah, it's anybody but Jake. But she, the thing is, she probably won't come out and, and say just that. openly and, trash Jake yeah. because Jake and Gabby have fans. And th- that's the thing, though. Like, say your preference and own it, it's whatever fine. it is, instead but of also, trying to justify it. Like, but that's also this fan were like, they brought on Jack A because Lonnie is boring. Okay, huh? what? You bring on Jack A. Harry because you and, have a brain in your head and you know how amazing she is. And like they were like, they gave her Lonnie a family because she's. Please stop tweeting if you are gonna contradict yourself, and say you think she's boring, but you like them, but, uh, but you like Lonnie and Eli separately. But what? What is? What is your point? Like you, you don't have to like them, but make, make your tweets make sense, please. And can we also? Can we just please? Can we yeah, just those stop watching the wrong with the tagging of actors in unnecessary things? Like, just I mean, he wasn't like, initially tagged though. That was Lamont, <laughs> but he didn't say anything wrong. He just tweeted. But at then, me. like, because even I saw people responding to him, or what, oh. mm-hmm. like about things that, like, I don't care about Lonnie and Eli. All I care about is Ben, Ben and Sierra, <laughs> and them possibly, uh, re, you know, possibly getting to parallel. Uh, what was that? What was the point of that? I, I, listen, I, I want that parallel as much as the next person, but number one, I'm not going to tag an actor in that request at all, especially one who has not a goddamn thing to do with the current story in regards to this character. Number two, I would make sure to actually spell Beauregard's name right. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I saw that. I think they were, they were like thinking Bo as in his full name. Yeah, I, I, but it, his name is Bo Brady, spelled B-O. If you do not yeah, know how it, to spell like, his name, please keep it out of your tweets and out of your mouth. Please. I mean, a lot of Sim fans spell Sierra with an E, so. Okay, that I understand. That I understand only because, like, if you're no, speaking, it's not just one person. I've seen quite a few, so. No, I know, but because when you're speaking the tweets, they it always ends up getting her name like misspelling her name, and people just don't go back and fix it. That yeah, that's where like, that comes in. I saw people saying, like, I lost respect for you. I'm like, what? For what? Like, it's a fictional character. I like, I, I need people to go out and touch grass. Like, that. You know, you know what? I need for Days fans to come over to GH Twitter. Oh, no. You want a reason to lose respect for cast members? Or oh, okay, I shady yeah. and messy boots. Come on over to our side of Twitter. Yeah. Believe me, by the time you get done, you will appreciate what you have over there in those Salem streets. He did hey. not say it. He <laughs> responded to four tweets, and seeing that, he was like, "No, 
I'm Team Milani <laughs> through and through. That's it. No to July. I love when actors like low key give their preferences. It's the it, it, it's hilarious to me. And all hell always breaks loose over it. <laughs> like, it really I'll, does, but like, I'll never I forget Joshua Morrow talking talking about which he preferred on Young and the Restless. Oh. They, like they never let him rest. And Lamone said less than that. Like he just said no. That's all he said. He didn't say what he preferred. He just said no. And so he, said, he made it very clear that he did not want Gavin Eli. And I don't necessarily blame him. Because yeah, his mean, character yeah. his character was never made to look well anytime they put those two together. Right? No. Three times even. Like Yeah, three I, times I, the charm. There's there's no there was nothing there. Just yeah. let it go. And if if Ron likes it, you just need to some things you just need to let go. Let go, like you're not meant to be at all. Granted, as a as a guy fan, I do understand wanting her away from Jake. Just pick a better option, someone who's actually available, (laughs) and know the history, like know how bad these two characters were for each other. Not just on Gabby's side, but like Eli as well. He cheated on her. Do you want him to cheat on Gabby again with Lonnie? Because he will. I'm just like, <laughs> exactly. He's gonna sniff after Lonnie and like, <laughs> like that is if they're gonna. This person said one of them are gonna cheat. Yeah, Eli is gonna cheat on Gabby. If that was the case, he's gonna sniff after Lonnie again and be like, "Come here, baby." <laughs> like, but, like that is obvious. Don't be dumb. They're Lonnie are written as soulmates. They're meant to be and all that. But anyway, so that was my watching it wrong. <laughs> Well, let us segue into our final segment, the good, bad, and ugly. Who wants to kick us off there? Um, I can go since I didn't have a watching it wrong. Um, good. Um, the Demera family dynamics. It's so great to see. Um, EJ and Chad dragging each other was amazing. Tony playing referee and calling them childish was funny as hell. When Chad said he, if he said anything else, he was going to be drink, eating through a tube again. I, <laughs> I screamed. <laughs> it was. It's. It feels like the Demeras are back. Um, my bad. Um, people are probably going to be surprised by this, but my bad is um, the lack of guests at the party. Um, I think there were. You. Know, I told you about it. I think there could have been, even if they weren't more guests at the party, they also could have been people in the town square when all that happened. Like there was a way, if you didn't want to have everybody in that in the party space because of COVID, you still could have had people at the square when they came into the square. Had they had extras though post COVID? The thing is, it didn't even have to be extras. It could have been people that characters that we know, at least because, like, I think Sierra and Ben's confrontation could have waited till after the party because she's a Horton. She's also, quote unquote, engaged to Theo. I think Allie could have been Chanel's plus one. John and Marlena should have just come because we didn't need the BS excuse. I think other people being there, like more Hortons being there to witness that would have been more dramatic. Also, leading up to this, they didn't really play into Eli's Horton um, status. They would mention it, but it wasn't a big deal. Only thing they had was Paulina reacting to the fact that he was a Horton. But Eli didn't really interact with his family throughout except this whole. Doug, except for Doug and Julie, who were there. Yeah, and and also Rafe. Like 
you choose what you choose to play Eli and Ray's friendship relationship when it's to prop Rafe, but you couldn't have Rafe come to this party. Like the only time they they played it up. Uh, maybe not. It wasn't the friendship, but they played it up last year when Rafe... it was. Yeah, it was this time last year because Eli stayed at Rafe's the morning of the wedding, and then Rafe. Yeah, I'm talking broke... about when Rafe came, quote unquote, to to the rescue. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they need to. I agree. They, they, it's like they, they, it's like they tell Eli and Lonnie stories. Whenever it's a story about them, they tell it in a vacuum, like they did it with the uh, kidnapping. Now they did it with this. It's, it's glaring to me. It's giving uh, but, you Young and the Restless Winter's Wednesdays. Or yeah, them on the plane when they found out about Devonna Hillary's affair. Why were they in a plane? Why couldn't they be at a party where everybody was? Like I, I get COVID maybe blocking some things, but come on, if 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 Eli being a Horton is a big deal, play into that leading up to this storyline. You rarely he doesn't interact with anybody except for Doug that and Julie, really- and he mentioned Allie being his cousin, but that's about it. Um, my ugly. I'm probably gonna catch some hell for this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I yeah, it's it's a it's bothering me. Ben. Weston mm-hmm. is starting. <laughs> R.I.P. mentions the oh yeah at NK three play two. That's where I'm at. <laughs> ben Weston is starting to remind me a lot. The way they write him, not the character itself, but the way they write him and everybody's reactions to him are starting to remind me a lot of Peter August on General Hospital. Oh God! Please don't ever say that again. Well, that that's is- what that's uh-huh. it's that's. The thing is, it's so glaring when certain people have a warm or positive reaction to him. Julie is one of them. Allie being at the beach with him. Um, Kate talking about how bad she felt for him a few weeks ago before Kristen hit her on the head. Like, it's it's so, like, you can't, why, why would I ever feel comfortable with any of these people being okay with the fact that he exists, let alone he's immersed in their family marlena and claire like it's too much it's hard to ignore all the i got like i didn't hate peter august on general hospital but i understood why people did the only thing they haven't done with ben is mess up a legacy character's backstory to tie him to the canvas that's it but they're perfectly fine either not playing beats or writing people out of character to make him fit and it's too hard to ignore and it's getting worse because they have they're having more people do it ali being okay just being around him makes me uncomfortable he strangled your brother to death kate but feeling brother bad was in his wedding like and and, and? That, and that was stupid too exactly <laughs> they, Everyone... everything they've done with him post time jump has been awful and i they, don't and agree they, we, we can agree to like him and you want everyone else I, I to think like is I could like Ben too. I loved Ben when he was a pariah. He would work okay. very well that way. Make him a loner. Make him like when Sierra says she's going to a family event. Okay, have a good time. I don't think I could go. Like my thing with he's a former serial killer. I don't care 
if he got if he went to the mental hospital, I don't care if he went to prison. Former serial killers are never normal, well-adjusted people. It doesn't work. And even if they were, no one else should be. And that's my issue. It's too, I can't ignore it anymore. Like I, it usually doesn't bother me, but it keeps getting progressively worse. Julie still holds a grudge against Gabby for killing Nick in self-defense. I think her beef now is about what Gabby did to her, less about Nick. I think they yeah, did it the Nick stuff. She I, is, it, Jennifer being okay with him being her, in her house on Christmas after he kidnapped her grandson, killed her son's girlfriend, terrorized her daughter and son-in-law. Luke is being okay with Allie having a, any type of relationship with him. Does Sammy, Lucas know? Sammy not reacting to it. Sammy reacted once to Sammy the reacted end. once. And everybody acted like she was yeah, in the wrong. And every, yeah, that's the same thing that happened with Peter and Lisa on General Hospital. Anytime, for the most part, either they didn't play any beats with Peter. Like, I remember for a long time, they made sure to keep Mac and Felicia away from Peter and Maxie. They only came on very sparingly. But they're not even doing that with Ben. They're, he's always around the family. People are always talking about him, always talking about how bad they feel for him. This man terrorized all of you like, and all of your loved ones. It doesn't make sense. Like, I'm even seeing Lonnie. Like, yeah. she, she he put his Eli, ass. He put Eli in the hospital in November. Yeah, right? Exactly. And, Gabby, and Julie's like, oh, I feel so bad for Ben. Ben is the reason for all of this. Like, Lonnie should not be caring that much. Yeah, she, she should be concerned for Theo, which she was. But when she mentioned, like, Sierra and Ben are so... No! What, like, what, did she, she do that recently, or are you talking, like, She did like, that back in April. Okay. So, like, he's right when he's saying that a lot of characters are... Tr- they're, like, they're, 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 they're ignoring beats to make it be... To make it seem like what he did wasn't that bad. And all of his victims, most of his victims are still on canvas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they're they're making it seem like he was just pushed to do it or like gaslit or that's not the case. Ben made those choices. They're they're making it seem like it wasn't that bad. Like, oh, it's something he could recover from. He might recover from it, but his victims shouldn't. Like, for instance, they never had Franco on General Hospital breaking bread at the Quartermain Mansion. Yes, they did, but the quarterback hated it. Th- yeah, exactly. That was <laughs> That's the point. When when thing is when Franco was reintroduced, quote unquote, as a quartermain, they hated his guts. They didn't want anything to do with him. Once they undid that, they never went back there. Whenever someone had to deal with Franco, they openly hated him. That should be Ben's dynamic with a lot of people. Um, if you're gonna have the sin against the world, because. Ben should be Ben would work better as a loner. Yeah, he and I he isolates himself because he doesn't he can't be around people, or he can't be around the people he hurt. That's why Ben this he he does kind of do that. I mean, because he isn't ever with anybody. That I mean, yeah, people talk about him because he's in a bubble like most characters are. And that's that's the thing, but. It's, I said that's the biggest issue. Everyone else's reaction to him. Because he himself isn't the issue. It's the fact that everyone just feels so much for him. So much sympathy for him. Screw him! Yeah, I can see why it gets your ugly. Um, 
I'll go right ahead because I'm talking right now. So why not? Go ahead. Um, so my good, uh, it goes to Ilani, their surprise party, or especially those scenes where where Abe was speaking and um, they were cheering for Ilani and had a toast. That was sweet. I enjoyed. Yeah. I I get what why you felt like there was a lack of people. I I would have loved if more characters were were there, like John and Marlena. That would have been nice to tie into Marlena officiating the wedding last year. And I would have liked to see more Hortons. Um, Definitely. But I didn't mind what we saw, but I get why there should have been more guests. But I enjoyed it. I'm also, I liked... (laughs) I liked when the plaque went down. I thought that was <laughs> It was very dramatic. It yeah. was very reactions to that was so strange. Everyone was so shook. And sorry guys, but since I was amused No where you're going with this. Okay, well that's okay. It's gonna get my ugly. Mine too. <laughs> that was the only good thing. <laughs> Okay, I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, so the bad, um, it is really frustrating me, um, but I really do not ha- like how they are writing Gabby, and I've mentioned it before, but this is not who she is, and having heard the snarky punch bag is not cute, and the some of the lines they give her, no. Please, this is not it. Um, and the bad, I have two. I've already mentioned about Flowey and Broey, but it's still my ugly because I really don't like how it's playing out. But also, one thing that I mentioned before, Brandon Barash, what are you doing? Why are you screaming? Why? <laughs> Why? You're such a great actor. He's such a great actor. And he's chewing up the scene. I don't get it. Why? It doesn't normally make these choices, which makes me think it makes no him. sense. Maybe the director telling him to do yeah. that, in which case, like, please stop. I don't know. I don't feel like it's a director's choice. I feel like it's an acting choice. And it's not making sense because Brandon is really talented. That, that's what makes me think that it's not him because usually I just don't see. Like, he is so talented, so the choices he makes are normally good. So but, he's... yeah, I don't know. Isn't the accent Brandon's choice? Yeah, the accent is totally his choice, but just, yeah, I don't know. Either way, I'm not feeling it. He needs to get it together and stop screaming. So, yeah, those are my good, bad, and ugly for this week. Dylan, why don't you go next? Um, my good was the Carver Price Grant family drama. Um, I liked everything that we got preceding that, like the calm before the storm and like all the little family scenes with like Abe and Lonnie and Chanel and Paulina and Paulina and Lonnie, like that whole build up to the party and then the big reveal and the fallout in the square. And I'm just really excited to see how messy and dramatic things can get from here. I cannot wait for Monday. Right? I'm I'm hyped. I'm really hyped. Um, my bad is 
fears engagement. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. I need it gone in that 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 I don't know. <sighs> and my ugly look, I told y'all I didn't want to see that damn bear again. And here he is talking now. Now you've given him lines. I'm look. I cannot. I cannot with Duke the bear. This is not Jan and her cupid doll. Okay. This is Duke the bear alone. This is no. Not, no. <laughs> No, I want to throw him into the fireplace like that lady did Chucky on Child's Play. No. When Eli said to incinerate it. Right? I just, spoke for the audience. He did. <laughs> I just, I don't like anything about Listen, it. I'm need, over it. It doesn't make sense. We need to make Duke the Bear meets Cupid at all. No, no, we do not. We absolutely fucking do not. No. Why are you putting no. that into the atmosphere when you know how Ron is? <laughs> Listen, I like when they do like crazy shit like this. Cause it's no. No. no, I miss it when like uh, no, that was fun. Okay, no, it was ahead. not. It was awful. That was terrible. Sorry, that was terrible. I like no. That's my good, bad, and ugly. God help us all. All right. So my good is everything having to do with Ben and Sierra and their confrontation, well, confrontation about the divorce. Like for me, this is everything that I wanted this storyline to be back in the spring. And I'm finally getting it now. And what's great for me is that this is something new with Ben and Sierra because we haven't ever really seen them antagonistic and fighting like this. And it is sexy as fuck. And I love seeing the confident side of Ben and seeing Ben fight for her because that's also a new twist on their dynamic because before, and rightfully so, he was never the confident one because of his past and she was always confident and fighting for him. So I'm kind of loving this role reversal. I'm loving the chemistry between them. I'm so excited to see where this journey goes. I am all for it. Um, my bad is pretty much Jake and Kate and that confrontation scene and the fact that Gabby did not slap the bitch in the face. Like, can somebody please, I said this before, but please, somebody, just slap Kate one good time and that person will be my hero forever because I've been looking for it for over a year and just nobody's allowed to be pissed at her. Nobody's allowed to slap her. Like, just please, just, just one time, one time. And my ugly is Duke the Bear. Holy mother of God, this was terrible. Whoever thought this up, and we know it was Ron's brainchild because he did this on One Life to Live, like somebody should have slapped his hand and told that man no. And whoever told Galen to do a mix between cowboy and puss in boots, no. Just that was all, Puss in Boots? That's what it was giving me. It was giving me Puss in Boots from Shrek. I did not feel that at all. <laughs> like, I just, it was just so terrible. Like, I am Team Eli. Incinerate that fucking bear. Get it the fuck out of my face. May it never be mentioned ever, 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 ever again. <laughs> and do we have any other final thoughts for the week before we sign off? Um, no, I'm just choosing Rollins with my next tweet. 
Okay, I guess we'll be on the lookout for Nick's timeline and we'll see exactly what he said. Uh, well, in that case, this has been another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style, and we will see you guys all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Later, y'all.